Church, happy Friday. It is June 26, 2020. And this week has felt like a lot. I'm not just talking about what's on your news feed or on any of your other feeds for that matter. I'm talking about what we've covered here. <laughs> this has been somewhat of a juncture. If you've, if you've not had a chance to listen to this, don't feel the need to stop right now and go back and do it. But I, I would encourage you to do so, to um, simply reckon with a Jesus who's here to meet you in your undoing, who's, who's here to receive you despite the obligations that the world places in front of you, who makes space and who hears us, who attends to our deepest desires, who reckons with our sin. Like this is the junk drawer of our lives. This is uh, the quarantined life. And God is here to set us free even here. The psalmist will say that God drew them out of the pit and that they will not hide God's deliverance away in their heart, but in the congregation, they will say, they will tell of his steadfast love and his faithfulness. There is even today a great moment for rejoicing, a great moment for rejoicing. You say, well, okay, Kyle, I'm, I'm not one much given to rejoicing. I'm, um, I don't know, a bit more sanguine. I'm just like, I'm chill. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me riled up. And when I get riled up, it's more anger than joy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. But what if, just go here with me. What if, what if God's presence was such that it drew you out of your comfort zone and into a space of belonging, of love. And that, I, that may sound squishy, <laughs> belonging and love, but is that not what we desire? Is that not the languishing and the pain and the lamenting we've seen? Belonging? I mean, in our country, there has been 400 plus years of no belonging, of anti-belonging. There's been 400 plus years of anti-love, the venom of asps on tongues, the daggers hidden in words, legislation limiting liberties, like the church has been complicit. The church has been active. The church, we, me, I have been silent. What if in Jesus's presence, there was a place of belonging and love such that joy might spill out? I think that's what the psalmist is on about. That from their despair, the place where God hears their cry, the place from where they're rescued, that they're they know they're loved. 
That's why they don't hide it away. That's why they talk about God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. So I don't merely want to talk about this. I, I want to invite you into that. I want to help us see this afresh. And so, I know no other way than to talk about and help us to see love than to imagine the face of Jesus. There's a scene from the scriptures that's captured my imagination in this season. And this is, um, this next few moments, uh, just humor me. It's um, what some just call imaginative prayer. It's actually um, taking these beautiful imaginations that are gifts from God and creating space within them, not just um, to yield results for creative purposes, but to like be in the presence of Jesus. And so just go here with me. Like I'm, I am asking for some trust, but if you've come along this way, <laughs> I think there's maybe a little uh, equity there. It's the scene where, where Jesus draws away. And I want, you, I want you to imagine that you yourself are a first century fisher person. <laughs> you've, you've left your profession to follow this, this kind of no-name but dynamic rabbi who called you to be a disciple, an apprentice, like one of the highest callings in your land, amongst your people. And he calls you and you've been following him. And then this, this moment happens where he draws you and, and two other of the close followers and invites you up a mountain. And now in your imagination, because you're like a, a good Hebrew who's been trained and schooled in the ways of God and the Torah and the teachings of Moses, going up a mountain is no small thing to you. God is up on the mountain. And now you're with Jesus. And you're going up the mountain. Like, you're, you're, you're like heart rate is increasing. And now the terrain is starting to shift. You're actually mo you're moving up this mountain. And just picture what, what's around you. How's the, how's the scenery changing? Is, is, is the brush giving way? And it's just rocks. Each step you take, you're, you're, you see Jesus. He's, he's moving in and out of the crags of the rock and he's taking one hand to pull himself up. And as you see him do it, you see him making a way forward. So you do the same and you feel the, the wind coming down this side of the mountain. It's, it's hitting you with force. Your clothes are moving. You can, you, you can smell like the smells of the roadway are, are, are given way. It's, it's an entirely different scent in the air. There's fresh expectation in your heart. And now your heart's not just beating faster for expectation because the, the hills is, is more, it's, it's given way to steeper incline. And, and then 
you can't see him. He, he's gone just out of your line of sight. And, and as you pull yourself up, you take a step. There's a, almost a plateauing and, and you're, you have to push your hand over your eyes because you're blinded. And it's not Jesus. You're not quite sure what you're looking at, but you, you kind of squint to look back over and you see Jesus. But it's, he's shining bright as the sun. These two men are with him. They're, you you know who they are. These are like it's Elijah, Moses. Like, he, oh my goodness, here here they are. Like Elijah, he was caught up with God, didn't even see death. And and Moses, like you've been reading about him since you were knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> like you know, and, and yet it's entirely unfamiliar. What are you to do? And then you hear it like thunder breaking out in the sky. You hear the affirmation. Surely it's the voice of Yahweh, the, 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 the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob speaking belonging and blessing and belovedness over Jesus of Nazareth. This is where you find yourself. And you want to you want to stay there. You want to you want to build some tents. You just want to camp out. And then in a blink it's just Jesus. The guy you were just eating fish with. What do you do now? What does it mean to go back down the mountain? What happens next? This is for us the question. God speaks his belovedness over Jesus. And to us who are in Christ, he speaks the same. It's there that we find belonging, that we all find belonging and love so that joy may give way. It's there in the presence of Jesus that then we are activated. Even amidst the chaos of our world to show and shine forth his faithful presence to tell the story of belonging and love to any and all, even our enemies. This, this is what it is for our hearts and our minds to be centered on Christ, is that the full movement of our lives moves to and from God. That is, it approaches him, it draws near in confidence, and it extends from there to our neighbors. That 
is the trajectory of collecting ourselves in Christ is to be sent out by him. Marked by his love, marked by his kindness, and full of his spirit. So may you go this day. May you go marked by grace and peace, the grace of God and the peace of Jesus. Mm -hmm.